Welcome back, listeners, to issue number 22 of the Dad's Got Issues podcast. I am DGI Mark, and Charlie is off in the universe somewhere else, but he is with us today. I'm here. Um, so, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, being, being the, the uh, remote uh, correspondent, I guess. Yeah, he's, he's the oracle in our ear for today's hot off the press issue, so to speak, um, which is actually kind of funny because Becker went back to Oracle in recent issues. Um, not saying that you're ladylike, my friend. Um, you know what? I, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll take it. Okay. I'll take it. That's, that's the thing you don't say to me all day. So. I'm, 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 I'm glad that you're not offended. Um, so, uh, obviously, we're going to dive into some comics from the last two weeks. Uh, lots going on. Uh, this is going to be an odd issue because we have a lot of independent so to speak uh we're gonna talk we're gonna charlie's gonna talk a little draken um that series wrapped up i'm gonna talk a little uh last ronin we both got i got in last ronin he got in draken so you know i i'll bounce some questions off of him he can bounce some questions off of me um obviously we both uh uh we both read three jokers uh man there's a lot there to unwrap um, but we and we also dove into um, Department of Truth, uh, so we'll both kind of be able to the simulcast break those down for you guys. Uh, did you get the Skull Digger? No, I didn't read it this week okay. or over the past two weeks. So, but I think we could uh, probably hit that one uh, on the next issue. Yeah. So, so I would say I'd say let's do next issue for Skull Digger because it should, if my math is right, it should be wrapped up by next issue. Yeah. Um, the last you you didn't you you're not missing much in way of Skull Digger issue number five, um, but uh yeah and then I, I got into some of the Dark Knights um, death metal stuff, but I'm, I think I'm going to save that too uh, for the next issue just because they should be wrapping up in the next month or two, and there was a lot in Robin King, and I haven't got to the other one shot that just came out this past week yet. Um, but so I guess, uh, let's dive into our individual breakdowns. Uh, do you want to start with Draken? Yeah, sure. So, uh, so issues two and three of three, um, have come out and, uh, they were good. Like, so where we left off with issue one, right, was, hey, there's this other ranger that Draken was keeping locked up. And you and I were kind of coming up with, like, a theory. I'm like, who do we think it is? Like, who could it be? Yeah. And you know, what was the whole purpose behind him? Existing? So uh, it turns out that um, it was another Jason, uh, you know, the Jason from the Draken universe. Um, that they, I guess they had thought was long dead, but really wasn't. He was just being a prisoner in that, in that suit. Um, so he kind of waked up, uh, and starts talking with Kimberly and, you know, they're, they're talking like, you know, well, what's going on and, and, you know, what was the fail safe? Because, you know, Draken had this plan that he's like, well, if I ever lose, like, I think I'm going to just have, um, have everything destroyed. Yeah. Um, and so we, we, we keep getting a, uh, a storyline built, um, 
around what does all of that mean, what's coming, and uh, and who is it. So uh, the uh, villain's name is uh, Eclipta, like, you know, kind of like Eclipse. Yeah. Um, and she was and, teased in the first issue at the end. Right. Um, so now, now she's on her way and she's, she's coming to destroy everything. Meanwhile, um, we, we get a play on, uh, Draken, uh, Lord Draken, um, talking with Scorpina and, you know, explaining how much he misses Rita and because Rita Repulsa and Scorpina were really close and, uh, uh, even though Rita treated her like crap. Right, and, and well, and Draken is is kind of manipulating her because Draken is the one who kills Rita. Um, Scorpina doesn't know that, um, and so uh, he's kind of just playing her because he wants to know what she what she knows about um, you know what will will eventually become his fail safe with Eclipta and uh, another villain uh, known as uh, the Dark Spectre. Yeah. Uh, so you have all of the, the the rangers and everybody who was left over after Shattergrid and then you know what they what's kind of been inherited and, and Kimberly is trying to lead them all and keep them all united. Uh Jason keeps snapping and uh you know essentially keeps attacking Adam. Uh and uh Scorpina, even though uh she's always been feuding with uh with you know, Rangers or, or whatever. And yeah. you have Adam who's trying to, you know, build this relationship with Scorpina, uh, and her kind of resisting him at every turn. Uh, but like at one point she breaks down and he's like, there trying to comfort her. And, uh, she's like, what are you doing? Stop doing that. Uh, or not stop doing that, but kind of just like fighting him off. And he's like, do you want me to stop, you know, trying to make you feel better? She's like, no. So, um, it shows that, you know, she, she's, she's softening up. Yeah. Um, what we want to find out is how Draken had used all the coins, um, to build his army of, of sentinels or, or centuries or whatever. And essentially what he, what he was doing was diluting the, the coin down, right? Like, because the coin is supposed to only be used for an individual. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, what, what he does is he kind of taps into it to say, okay, well now I can make as many Rangers as I want. Um, and that's what he does initially, like with, with Jason's coin is he makes all of these red Ranger, um, centuries. And, um, anyway, he keeps building and building. And what you get is, uh, Hey, a clip is coming. And, um, uh, uh, there's going to be this battle. Well, Jason the whole time is like, well, I'm not going to be doing this. Like, I'm, I'm not teaming with you guys because I don't trust at least half of these people. Uh, and he kind of storms off to go do his own thing. Well, then the battle starts happening. And in the midst of it, Jason gets his power coin. And he's like, you know, what everybody needs is the Power Rangers. And he morphs into the Red Ranger. Right. Uh, so we now have the actual Red Ranger in full Ranger guard. Well, when he does that, when he takes that coin, um, it essentially takes half of the Power Ranger or half of the army that was fighting this big battle against Eclipta 
uh, out of the game, right? It makes them all just humans again. They're, they no longer have their ranger powers. Yeah. And um, during this, uh, Adam gets killed. Like they were about to win, and because of Jason taking his coin and everything, uh, it screws everything up. And then Eclipta kills uh, Adam right then and there. Uh, so then we get into like issue three, and um, they're going back and forth, and uh, they um, they they're trying to figure out what exactly happened, and that's where Jason's like, you know, hey, I got your guys' coins, you know, tries to give them back to Zach and Trini, and uh, is is trying to get them to become the Power Rangers again, and. You know, like, I don't know really what I want to do, um, you know, because if I take my coin, then that means that, you know, so many people are going to be without powers. And Jason, you know, is is kind of screaming at them. He's like, what, what, do you, what is wrong with you guys? Take back what's yours. This is your power. And that's where Kim steps in. She's like, you know who you sound like? You know, yeah. kind of make, make him sound like, you know, he's the villain. Yeah. Uh, the story. And... Uh, that's also when Swapina finds out that because of what Jason did, Adam is dead, and now she's upset about that. Um, but eventually, everybody kind of you know comes to their their senses and goes, "Okay, so how do we stop this?" And um, they end up combining all of their powers again. Uh, and this is where, like for me, like I feel like it kind of I don't want to say went off the rails, but uh, I feel like they just were like, uh, "Let's hurry up and end this." and so now everybody has shared powers. Um, they morphed into these like pseudo rangers, but they're not really power rangers uh, type thing. Is that the um, color colorless like rangers that are on the one cover? Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, they like they really don't have their own. Like they're not a primary color, right? They're just a hodgepodge of a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, I um, see that now. And then uh, they end up winning, but uh, then you get to the end, and uh, there's Andros, who is um, another ranger, but I, I guess he's from this other universe, uh, letting uh, the Dark Spectre know like that uh, Eclipta failed uh, and that he won't, and that's where we're finished. So I don't know where we go from here, because that was issue three of three. So where we go from here, maybe into this n- next line of Power Rangers. Hmm. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I was, was going to say. I mean, do do you? Is it one of those things where like, <sighs> where they may be seeing how well this did, and then they're going to pull like a White Knight, like DC did, where you got White Knight with Sean Murphy for Batman did so well, and then they gave him a second. With uh, White Knight, um, with Azariel, and then I guess that sold well enough too because this past week we just got the Harley Quinn ver- uh, spinoff for that. Yeah, I mean, it maybe, um, it maybe it won't be under the Draken name. Maybe it'll be under something else. I, I don't know, but uh, or or maybe it will be under the Draken name, but they'll call it something different because like this was Draken New Dawn, right? So yeah. maybe the next will be Draken you know, whatever, whatever they wanted to, to play off of. So, um, I, I'm not sure. 
I'll, I'll read it. You know, it's Power Rangers, so I'm going to read it. Um, but I don't know how I feel about these, like, uh, nah, this this shared power. These Rainbow Rangers, essentially. <laughs> uh, you know, I because with me, like, even with the, like the Lord Dragon universe, right? I could I could buy into like, okay, well, these are all. Um, Red Ranger Sentinels, and these are all Black Ranger Sentinels, and these are all Yellow like you can, or um, you know, even um, the Pink Ranger was you know the Ranger Killer, but she was she was still slightly modified, right? So like, yeah, you're getting because everybody's got their own unique. I know what they are, and now everything is kind of a hodgepodge together, and that's not something that the Ranger universe has ever been. So, and then obviously. And then obviously with Billy being dead at this point in the right. in the saga, his power coin still available. So they didn't really even touch on that too much, give or take. No, no. The only the only coins that we know exist are you know red, pink, and yellow, and uh, black, and black. Right. So I don't know. I don't know where 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 we're going from here. Um, but uh, overall, you know, like if you're a Power Rangers fan, like. I think you'll still enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's definitely worth the read. Uh, even uh, even the like the Finster Alpha Five character, like that like even he was able to morph. So yeah. um, everybody's kind of got these shared powers. Um, yeah. They're they're just they're odd looking costumes. Is is yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it other than if you actually go and read the comic. Uh, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about, but um, they they look they look more alien. Yeah, which I mean is technically what they are. You know, uh, the, the powers themselves. Zordon created them. He's, he's it's like alien. if it's like if it's it's like if Mad Max <laughs> had sex with a <laughs> power. Yeah, so, um, sort of. But yeah, so I mean. Obviously, I'm more of a traditionalist when it comes to this. Is kind of like an expansion on traditional Power Ranger lore that, like, you know, like like you being a diehard fan of the series, you're like, oh, I'm 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 into this because it's continuing us down a, a, a like a, a a path that's different than like weekly episodical issues. Where like me being like more conventional or a more traditional fan that like you know that doesn't you know, read all the spinoffs and everything for Power Rangers. I want to just see like the Power Rangers versus, versus Lord Zed, you know, and right. I know we're getting that at some point in the near future here with a reboot, but like, that's my thing. Like, I think, I think this story is made or tailored towards the more seasoned Power Ranger fan, I guess is what you could say. Yeah. I mean, cause you, you do, you have to know, you have to know who all these characters are across the, the Power Rangers universe. Like, you know, if if I didn't know Andros was the, you know, the red uh, Power, you know, the Red Ranger from Power Rangers in space, like, you know, at yeah. the end of this talk, you'd be like, well, who is this guy and, and why is he important? Like, yeah. why? Um, but I do know who he is. So I'm like, okay, well, this is obviously not the Andros that I know. So, where are we going with this? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I know we're getting we're getting Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and what's the other series we're getting? Uh, so one is uh, Mighty Morphin. 
Yes. And the other is Power Rangers. Okay. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully, they 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 quench the thirst of both parties. That they build more of like a con a, a continuity storyline in one, and maybe give you like a weekly episodical in the other, where like the you know the the teens are you know the teams facing this fight this week in Mighty Morphin, and then in Power Rangers maybe they give you like a timeline, you know what I mean? Like start to finish, introduce the other you know you know different groups and different teams and so on and so forth because I, I feel like that's kind of the thing that i know they have a power rangers line right now obviously they have a, a book going but i think i think it could use a reboot just in a sense of like obviously shatter shatter or shatter grid was extremely popular in the comic world so a reboot after that is kind of the next step so to speak right so and i mean what we're getting you know we're getting uh like two new teams essentially you know going forward so um we'll see we'll see how it plays out uh we'll see who's in it and and how they go about telling the story you know mighty morphin obviously sounds like we're going to keep the like the traditional um core rangers the, the ones that made you know made power rangers the, the success that they are today yeah but then like the the power rangers story um i think is going to de- delve into the 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 non-traditional power ranger stuff or or other rangers and and i'm fine with that too like you know if you want to give me another team and you don't want to you don't want to make another tv show like that's okay i'll read this comic yeah uh it's just, you know, for me, Mighty Morphin will always be, you know, will always be king. Yeah. Um, so, uh, speaking of uh, some throwback comics, I should, I guess we could say, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin, number one, dropped this past week. And I know you said you didn't get around to it, so I'm going to do my best to dance around any major spoilers. Um but it was good. I mean, for like, I, like, like I said, once again, I'm very like, I'm a very novice in the realm of TMNT. Like I know the turtles, I know, you know, master splinter. I know shredder. I know, you know, like I know that, that sphere. That's kind of where I, I, I stop. I obviously bebop and rock steady and things like that. But, you know, Obviously, when I read a TMNT book, obviously I read like the the Batman crossover, which I loved. Um, I even loved the animated Batman crossover uh, run, which a lot of people weren't a fan of. But obviously, when I read a TMNT book, just like Power Rangers, I like to read the characters that I know at least if it, the start, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like start with Shredder, start with Lord Zed or Rita repulsa or ivan ooze or whatever for the power rangers start with those people because what i'm looking for is then re now you can introduce a character i don't know you know what i mean make me care with something i already care about and then make me make me want to care about this new character um so obviously last ronin um you get one of the turtles uh i don't want to i've said i don't want to spoil it for you because i I do want you to read it huh 
you're good. You go ahead. Like um, so, 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 like I said, so one of the turtles, if it, it follows a single tur- one of the turtles, um, he's carrying the ghost of his brothers with him. Though you know, throughout the book, he's speaking like he's talking to himself, and obviously, being a ninja makes things difficult. <laughs> but he's talking to himself like deli- you know deliberately tr- like trying to think out and map out how he's going to get into New York City essentially. So New York City has been now been completely like sur- you know surrounded by a wall, it's locked off to to the world and every like the water around it is like like toxic basically, but you know he makes a joke at the beginning, you know, luckily I'm a mutant turtle and this doesn't affect me. <laughs> so like he's swimming through toxic waste basically to to go to get to new york um he spent months and years to get you know to, to 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 figure out how to get back into the city he's been in the city previously but obviously the last time he was in the city they hint at that that's when his brothers died so he goes into the city um he tries to basically break into the compound of the foot clan who's taken over um the city and he goes in and he makes a lot of noise and tries to do some distraction stuff or whatever and eventually he ends up you know they end up introducing i guess the, the main antagonist of the story which ends up being splinters not master um shredders grandson is the is the mastermind behind all this so basically he doesn't play by the traditional rules. Like, you know, like, you know, Splinter and Shredder kind of had like a mutual level of respect and like, although Shredder hated the turtles, like, and he's probably had plenty of opportunity to kill them. He just never did. You know what I mean? Like, that wasn't the way that he was taught to, 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 to take his enemies down, so to speak. So in the book, in this book though, it, they play it though as if, well, the grandson doesn't play by those rules. And he saw the turtles for what, you know, they kind of were to the Foot Clan. And that was like a constant thorn in their side. So the easiest way for him to know to know that that wasn't going to be a problem for him trying to run the, the clan, so to speak, was to get rid of them. And he thought he killed them all, but obviously he didn't kill them all because one is left. And then, you know, he ends up getting knocked out basically knocked back down to the ground level and all these people start you know all these like drones or robots or whatever they are you know they're, they're foot soldiers but they're they're not people basically they they have them surrounded and then some citizens help him out and he's able to get into the sewer and basically go to an old hideout but he obviously passes out from blood loss but he when he wakes up in the hospital april is um standing there so they give you enough in that first issue there's a lot of action ton of action lots of like super cool ninja turtle shit you know he's carrying all the weapons so he gets to use pretty much all of them but you know like i said i honestly for me it was a great story i didn't read last ronin in marvel for comics so i know hawkeye has a story that's kind of like this but for me, being like, like I said, being a very novice Ninja Turtle fan, I mean, it's a good first issue. And it's definitely an issue that's going to make you come back for the second one. And like I, you know, I asked you if you were able to pick it up or not. It's sold out everywhere. 
Like people, like I mean, in our collectors group, people are like, "Hey, if your shop has a copy, can you please get me one?" Like mine's out, and I know for I know obviously I got to collectors corner at like five, like four or five on Wednesday. I didn't go in the morning, and it, there was only like three or four copies left on the shelf, and it was one per customer. So I got lucky to get one. I'm looking at like I'm looking at it like from a standpoint though like if you want to read it read it like you don't need to yeah I mean everybody wants to have the the, the first copy but yeah uh yeah they're you know they're gonna print more like, yeah there's gonna be a second printing of this but so and that's another thing that's a little different about this book than other IDW books so it's a it's a it's not a traditional paperback comic that you would get from like IDW and stuff it's not quite the three jokers level of like like you know what i'm talking about like trade paperback almost kind of feel but like it's it's gloss it's a glossy cover it's a little bit thicker it's a bigger book like it's it's taller and wider so it's not like your traditional sized comic so to speak um i really liked it i i, I definitely think it's a series i think you're getting six issues out of this series I definitely think it's a series that if you like the turtles, pick it up. It, it's young, so you're you're getting into it while it's new. But if you can find a shop that has it, or if you wait for you know get get issue two, but also get issue one on the second printing. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's a great. It was a good first read. And I'm not going to spoil who who the turtle is. I'll let Charlie. I don't want to. I, I won't take that away from him. Um, but like I said, it's a cool reveal. It's a it's it's a it's a it's a cool choice, and it's interesting to see where the character is currently in the story, versus knowing who that turtle is previously, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I've talked to a couple of other people who have read it, and they're way bigger turtle fans than I am, <clears throat> and they enjoyed it a lot. So. Uh, if that's any in indication of whether or not you should go out and grab it, I mean, I don't know what is. And if you're not, like, obviously, if you're not Maryland-based or PA-based like me or Charlie, I mean, some of your shops probably have shop-exclusive covers because there was, like, 47 different covers for this. Um, they went full Dark Knight 3 uh, with this, and every shop in, in the world that won it one seemingly got a cover. Um but that's pretty much my, my summer. Any questions you have about last running? Maybe I didn't hit one. No, no I mean, I'm, I'm, well, actually, yeah. Uh, I mean, is there any sort of like, you know, levity to it? Like, you know, is it, is it solid the whole time or is it just one of those things where. No, there's some. Uh, so. The whole time. So they do a really good job. They do a really, really good job of throughout it. Like you, you don't know until that last panel who who's the who's the survivor, because like he's cracking jokes and the the, the ghosts are cracking jokes, and like so you don't know. You know what I mean? Like the personality doesn't line up at any point. Like in your head, you're not like, oh, that's definitely so and so. And he uses all the weapons. He's clearly he's mastered them all at this point, but like he's using them all. So you can't be like, oh, well, he's using the, you know, he's using the swords or he's using the staff or he's using the, like he uses them all and they're all pretty beat up too. You can tell that they're original weapons because at some point he like lays them all out and they're pretty much all destroyed. 
Um, so, but like I said, you'll you'll see. I mean, there there are some joking. There's some 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 wise cracks that you get from your normal turtles. But there's also a lot of you know there is there's a lot of solemn. They don't get they don't touch at all on how the three brothers died. I would assume that's going to be saved for a later issue. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, like I said, it's it's definitely a, it's definitely a must read um, book right now, especially if you're you know IDW independent type of collector. And I mean, if you're a turtle fan, obviously, fuck, you're you're reading it already. I'm just talking talking to the wall. Right. Um. So, uh, before we move on to Three Jokers and Department of Truth, some other books that I got to. Uh, I did Batman 101. Obviously, we did a pretty thorough cover of uh, Joker War. Um, probably won't touch on Batman again until um, Future's State in January. Um, I think that's when Batman's going to start to get more interesting again. Not that I, I think that it's going to be uninteresting because obviously they're building toward – they're really building towards that. And 101 and in Detectives um, – 1028 and 1029 they definitely are building towards future state uh obviously lucius fought in in 101 you get grifter from wildstorm comics uh he's the hired actually the hired security of lucius fox now where so basically where lucius goes he goes um he ends up getting into like a brief rooftop fight with batman and then um, batman goes inside and gets to talk to lucius and basically lucius says you know like, you can't be the Batman you used to be. Like, you don't have, like, when you wreck your car, you, you've got to fix it. Like, you can't pay Wayne, you know, Wayne Enterprises cannot print you a new car. So, basically, if you're wondering where Batman got all his cars from, he's having them 3D printed in the basement of Wayne Tower, is, is basically what we were told. But, um, like I said, though, you know, Lucius basically has that conversation with him. But the big thing about Batman 101... Um, the editor of DC Comics reiterated what John Ridley said of there's a 48% chance that the Batman in future state will be an African-American or a person of color. And he reiterated that we've already seen him in a Batman comic since 100. Well, there's only been one book that's come out since 100, and that's 101. And they show Lucius Fox... They show both of his sons. They show Duke, not Duke. Um, yeah, Duke, right? No, Duke Williams isn't isn't one of his kids. Um, Luke, sorry, Luke Fox, and then his other son, who I didn't really. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention in all my times that I've read Batman comics, but I didn't even realize Luke had a brother. Um, but he is reintroduced. Um in 101 and he's a big big dude timothy um he was involved in a gang uh at, at one point um i'm trying to you're talking about but i i'm blanking yeah it's so it's tim it's tim fox um but like i said when we you know so basically he you know they the, the editor alluded to he's in this comic he's in this book so it's either in my in my eye in my eyes it's either luke or timothy and um i think timothy probably makes the most sense um he's kind of got that born again like 
trying to come back from things and he's a bigger guy but then again the the batman that we've been teased with future state all the drawings i've seen he's not overly muscular where tim's kind of i mean he's a big he's a big guy i mean you if you when you read 101 you'll see that um i got through a little bit as i said the dark knight metal stuff i'll cover that and we'll cover that in next uh periods issues for comics um so let's get into uh three jokers real quick um obviously issue number three uh i think i think this is the best joker story written in the last probably you know a lot of people have been saying since killing joke and i think killing joke is great visually and a lot of people love that story but i i mean it, it, obviously it's a very defining story for joker but i would say this is probably the best story written since um azarello and um what's his name's joker book uh but like i said i i enjoyed this so much that i'm i'm almost upset that we're only getting the three issues you know that we're getting so to speak um i thought it was good um you know it it, it uh it definitely had a twist there uh at the end um but you know the whole uh the whole story that they've been trying to tell you know and um, trying to create this new joker and then introducing joe chill and then you have the the dynamic between barbara and uh and jason and everything but i thought i thought they did a really good job because initially a lot of people were like oh so they're just making new jokers every so often or oh they're making all of these jokers or this Joker's always, these Jokers have always been around and like that's how they're circumventing things and so on and so But that's not really what happened. So the, the Joker that ultimately is killed by the comedian, the, the criminal, he's the original. And he knows that he doesn't ha he's not long for this, this earth, essentially. So he's been going around, you know, obviously he recruited the the criminal the criminal recruited the comedian and the clown and he turned them into the joker essentially and that's you know that was his scheme that was his grand plan he wanted to create the perfect joker and in his mind neither of them were it and neither was he but they thought that joe chill could be you know the 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 best joker um, or, or Jason at one point could be the best Joker. But like I said, you know, it's one of those things that we see, you know, obviously when we talk about the best stories or shows or whatever, when it comes to the Joker, it's the ones that put Batman in an awkward position. This one did, you know, he knows that Jason murdered a Joker he knows that if he turns Jason in, then, you know, Barbara's got to come forward and testify, which means she has to take the mask off, which means then she can be tell she can be compelled under oath to testify to who Batman is. And it unravels the whole family, the whole dynamic, essentially. And then obviously, you know, Jason towards the end of this this you know, basically Batman tells him he needs to give up the red hood moniker. He needs to leave it in the past. And he basically tells Batman to go 
fuck himself. And then Barb was like, no, Jason, he's right. It's not healthy. It's not doing you well. It's not this. It's not that. And then you notice he never puts the red hood helmet back on. Like yeah. towards all the way through the end, he's just wearing the domino mask. Like he, you know, like he's a back part of the, you know, as, as Robin essentially. But, you know, obviously you get to the end and, you know, uh, cool. I mean, awesome. Like basically seeing where all these like mutant people that are kind of jokers, but kind of not attack, you know, Jason and Barbara separately from Batman and then Batman and the criminal, are kind of trading barbs and trading words and the criminals threatening to turn Joe chill. And then obviously the building blows and, you know, they're in the alleyway and the criminal basically is basically telling Batman he didn't win or this is it kind of reveals the plan. And then the, the comedian ends up shooting the criminal Joker and says, you know, I'm the ultimate Joker. You know, that's me. I I've always been, the one and so on and so forth. So, but, you know, you thought that would have been the big reveal. That would have been the end of the, the story. You know, Joker goes, you know, Batman catches him. Joker goes to Arkham. There's only one Joker left, presumably, right? Well, obviously at the end, we find out, you know, Alfred in this universe is still alive. And basically he tells, you know, Master Bruce is like, you know, don't you wish you know who they, who he was and so on and so forth. And then he's like, you know, Alfred, I've known since the first night I met the Joker, who he was. Right. But he's like, I, I, I like how he, how he, uh, how he kind of did it too. He's like, you, you know, I, I am who people say I am, right? You, you know, I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah I, I know who it is. Yeah. He's like, I've known who it is. He's like, but I also know who his family is. So the family that is alluded to in issue number two for the comedian that, that, that is dead is actually still alive. Bruce is paying for them to have their own private, like own life somewhere off in, you know, it looks like snowy Wisconsin or something. Yeah, it was, uh, it was Alaska. Alaska. So, yeah. Um, and obviously, Bruce goes by from time to time and checks on him. But he knows that if he exposes who the Joker is, then these two people, their whole lives will be ruined or be turned upside down. And he doesn't want that. So, that was kind of like a twist of fate. Like, we've always thought we, I mean, we've always kind of had an inkling as like, like at least I have as a Batman fan. He knows who the Joker is. We're not going this long without knowing who the Joker is. However, clearly the Joker isn't you, the killing joke story is the Joker's origin story. I think that's what this book established, right? Because he didn't talk. Killing joke doesn't talk about the criminals origin the uh, the the clown's origin was scott snyder's because they that was the first time they alluded to that in in three jokers too because remember when he was talking about he said you know the, the clown he had like the 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 burned face with the fucking slick back hair it's in one of like the little corner panels so you had the criminal which is kind of like the neil adams you know, more serious, cynical Joker. And then you had the, 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 the clown, which was the, the more Scott Snyder era, new 52 Joker. Well, you had in that middle period, you have the killing joke comedian. Well, clearly the kid and the wife that was in 
the killing joke, that's the same one that's at the end in Alaska. So are we, are we now saying without a shadow of a doubt that the Joker's origin story is the killing joke? Is that what DC wants us to believe? Or at least in this iteration? I mean, you kind of have to, right? Yeah, I mean, because that's what's, that's what's left. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I thought it, like I said, conceptually, like it was really weird how they were going to do this and make it make sense. And like, at, even in like midway through issue two, like I was still hyped about it, but I was getting to that point where I was getting a little concerned because you have to justify these three jokers or, or, or why, like, why, why, why are they obsessed with making more jokers? Like, wouldn't you want to be the joker instead of sharing your spotlight? But then, like I said, you know, we kind of found out like it wasn't that they wanted to be the joker. They just wanted a joker that could beat the Batman. They could could be his ultimate and you know, his ultimate arch nemesis. But obviously they, they, they pulled George, Joe chill out and they explained like, as long as he's still around, I can't be your bad guy. He's your bad guy. He's your motivation. He's why you do all this. He killed your parents. I can't, I can't go back in time and do that. And then obviously the clown or the comedian says at the end, I took that away from you. I took your, your, your drive and your motivation. I am now your drive and motivation. Like I'm the reason why you do this now. That's what I wanted, which I thought was, was, I mean, if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, like when people think Batman, you think Joker, Joker, you think Batman, but there was always like Batman's unwavering, you know, pursuit of his parents killer is kind of like, you know, or the ghost of his parents killer, so to speak. Cause obviously we all know Joe chill did it for years now and he's been locked up. But like I said, for me, that was a 10 out of that. That whole series is a 10 out of 10. The art is, the, the, the art is phenomenal. The story's great. And they fucking, they came out on time. I told you at the beginning of this whole thing, as long as John's kept it on track, it had to, had an opportunity to be the book of the year. And I honestly, I don't, I don't see a book because obviously Ronan's going to go into the new year. Um, and there's other, obviously there's other books that I think are pretty good. I think Department of Truth is really good, but that's going to be an ongoing series. Um, and I think Joker Wars was good, but it didn't end well. I think this ended well enough that it puts it in that, that book of the year category. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And obviously, you know, I've I've collected all the all the um, covers to this point for this book, and then I walk into Collector's Corner, and I see, you know, okay, he's got the one in twenty five on the shelf. He's got the one in one hundred. I can pick up my I pick up my standard covers, and I go up to the thing. I go up to the counter. I look into the case. Well, now there's one in the case. They came out with just for issue three a one and four hundred and fifty cover. So every every one for every four hundred fifty books you bought of book three, you got one of those covers. And the cover price on that initially was he had it at three fifty. I think it was going as high as six hundred on eBay the day it released. So I was like, motherfucker! I'm like, I have every cover but this cover. And then, obviously, you know, Alex went with me to the store, and I told her, and she asked me why I looked so upset leaving. I was like, because now i got to find this cover at a decent clip. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to pay 350 for a book, especially a new release at this moment. 
And then, you know, obviously, like you said, you know, in the last issue, you know, talking about doing our spotlights, life happens. My fucking catalytic converter in my car blew up on on Friday. So I had to get that replaced. So now I'm $1,700 out of pocket for that. So now I'm like, now I really can't afford to go and spend $350 on a comic book. But it sucks, man. But like I said, that's life. But at the same time, I was encouraged because as we sat there and debated whether or not I was just going to go buy a new car or pay to have my current car fixed, um, you know, I pulled up, you know, pulled up ebay to relook at the listings and they were already dropping in price so i'm hoping that the book settles somewhere around 220 200 and i can make an offer and get one for under 200 at some point but like i said it's cool that they did it but it's fucking random to do it on a third book but you know what i give dc credit in the midst of a pandemic if you want to make some money and you want to sell you want to make sure that your your third book has as many sales as your first book I mean, shit. If collect, that means Collectors Corner had to buy four hundred and fifty copies of book three, bro. They still had full shelves of book one and book two. Like, I can't imagine being handicapped into that and buy having to buy four hundred fifty copies of that book just to get one of those. But obviously, he put a, he put a price tag on it. He believed to be fair. He was about a hundred. Like I say he was about a hundred dollars under market value in the case, which I I expect from my store. He he's usually pretty good with pricing. But I was still just blown away, man. I walked in. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And you know what kills me about it? Of all the gorgeous covers that they had for this book. It's not even. It's not even a good cover. It's not even the best one. No, it's it's literally all. So it looks like like tape. It looks like a photo, like a photo strip, right? Like a like a developed, undeveloped photo strip, basically. And it has every cover from book one, every cover from book two, and then every cover from book three. And it, it's like it's like a photo strip of th- three photo strips with three jokers on it. I'm like, you motherfuckers, you could have saved. Like the Joker with the shark that I got is a one in 25 second printing of issue number one, which I paid like 40 bucks for. So that shows you how far in the rabbit hole I got with this. I went back and got a second printing of number one. I got two of them. I got the colored version and the black and white, which was one in 25. So that meant my store had to buy 25 of. So not only did they get the massive run for the first issue, they had to go back if they wanted that one in 25 and order 25 more of issue number one luckily though the second printing for issue one was a different cover so it's not like you were ordering like the batman cover again and it's just a second printing but i would have took the batman cover and a second printing in black and white though i would have bought that um but uh yeah so three jokers like i said for me is a 10 out of 10 it's an absolute must have in your collection i'll probably buy the collected edition of it too if it comes out just because i, I kind of do that when i get a, a book i really really like um but yeah i mean uh, do you do you disagree do you think it i no, mean I, I know i know you're a little mom when joker gets away i, I or, or where they tease like the, it's the end of the batman joker rivalry but i don't think they really tease that in this no, I don't think they teased it either. It's just like, where are we going with this? So like, I'm fine with it. Like, it, it was it was good. It was a great story. Um, you know, art was great. The fucking art's you fantastic. Know, you 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 have 
three the three i guess most connected characters to the joker yeah um in bruce barbara and and jason um because all have shared you know all the trauma and everything you know know, like even you know like i guess you know you have dick and damien and and everybody else too but when i think of like i guess if you're ranking like you know who has had who's who's Whose trajectory has been impacted the most? I think by by, by, by interacting with Joker, and it's those three, right? Yeah, like, I think we talked about Roz at some point, me and you, and how right. we think like he's kind of like the most uninteresting character, bad guy that is constantly pushed onto us for Ravens fans. Um, but you know, I bet you if you gave Faybach and Johns. Like you said, okay, your next one is going to be Roz in Batman. I'd probably be interested in that. The Those two could probably get me interested in, in a three shot where it's just three books. I think they could get me interested because you could do the same thing. You could keep Jason involved in, in like his redemption story, but then bring Damien into it. Yeah. And you know, like you said, the art was fantastic. That Jason Fabok ron this these three issues might be my favorite batman ever drawn and that's saying a lot because i'm a bit like i i could say that because i think his style and frank miller's dark knight returns which is my it, it, it has been forever my number one batman um i have to say that that's it's i mean god it, it's he he almost it's damn near perfect it's 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 realism. Like the, he looks like Batman. Like he looks like he could be a real person, and I think that's the difference between like the cartoony version, or I shouldn't say cartoony, the minimalistic version. But I also like Jorge Fornes, um, who obviously has drawn Batman quite a bit. He's actually my background on my phone. But like I said, this this Fabok run, I mean, as a modern take on the character, goddamn, they did a good job. Um, yeah, I, and it, I, I, I can't say, like I said, I could sit here all day and sing the praises of this shit. We could do a whole, I could do a whole spotlight issue on, on these three <laughs> issues. Uh, but we will move on. Uh, so three jokers, 10 out of 10. You heard it here first. Just kidding. You probably heard it everywhere at this point. Um, so, uh, we'll go to, what do we got left? Oh, department of truth. Yeah. So from Batman and Joker to, the weirdest book I think I'm reading. I, I shouldn't say the weirdest book I'm reading because Undiscovered Country is absolutely fucking unfathomable. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's a whole other like spectrum of weird. Um, but Department of Truth, man, oh shit! So, did you do you, yeah. you got first? You got first issue. Okay. Yeah. So you you tell me. I did a lot of talking with you. You I want your perspective, and then I'll chime in. So, like that, the first issue. First of all, <laughs> you're reading that, and you're like, you're just, you're, you're just following along, right? And you're, you're trying to figure out, like, where is this going? Where is this going? The whole time, uh, you know, they, they start talking about, you know, the flat earthers and then everything else, and like how, um, you know, uh, he's infiltrated this, this like almost like secret society. And then you know gets pulled out of uh, or, or you know pulled along for this 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 private plane ride where he shows up in Antarctica 
and somebody guns everybody down, pulls them back into this, this uh, you know, back, back to the, I guess, the stakes. And then, yeah, then at, at the end, you get the big reveal of like it's Lee Harvey Oswald who is is in charge of this Department of Truth. Well, it starts with Lee at the beginning of issue one, basically yeah. admitting to. Not admitting, but not admitting. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Just say these, just say this, Lee, just say this. And you're like, he's like, okay, I did it kind of thing. Like, but like, that was what was like, what, like I said, like, because obviously I told you, like, it's a, it's a fucking trip, man. Like, I can't imagine, you know, I mean, because it's an indie comic and I, I, I hate the past judgment on people who read indie comics. But you know somebody who, who who goes to this comic book store every Wednesday and gets their gets their comics, goes to their dealer and gets their bag of mushrooms and go home and trips balls while they read their books. They pick this book up not knowing what the fuck they were getting into and had a super bad trip. That yeah. that whole the art and like I was reading it, reading issue two before we got on tonight just because obviously I wanted to be up to date on and have it fresh in my mind because it is a that's a lot to take in, but I'm sitting here like reading it kind of like in like a darker part of my, my basement and like, like where my, my, I didn't have any light. I'm like, man, this is fucking hard as shit to read. <laughs> like, because like, cause like normal comics, there's a lot of light. There's a lot of like your, your backwash on your panel is like a lighter color. Cause your text is going to be black on white bubbles or so on and so right. forth. Not this book. It's like a lot of red on black, a lot of blue on black, green on black. You're like, but it, it adds to the aesthetic of it. The weirdness of it in in the sense of that is like, that's what's kind of setting it apart, I think, from a lot of the normal books I read. Well, yeah, um, and like there's no, there's no distinguishing features. There's no, yeah. uh, there's no like detail. It's, a, it's almost like, um, you know, like a sketch artist. So yeah. It's like, you know, like, give me a rough idea of what you want these people to look like. Or, and they're like, all right. Uh, they, so they show them the drawing board and they're like, perfect. They're like, all right, well, I'll go touch it up. But like, no, that's perfect. That's what we want. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's all we need. We don't need real defining features. Yeah. So, um, yeah, obviously you, you gave a good, a pretty, I mean, that was a pretty solid, you know, 30 second breakdown of issue number one, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, the guy, the guy's a, uh, He's a college researcher, right? Or he, he works for a research yeah, department. But he's like a field agent or rep or something yeah. for the FBI. Yes. And then they out of out of that to work for the Department of Truth. Yes. And obviously, you, you brought the flat. He goes to a flat earther convention, and then he realizes there's like higher powers that be running. They run the convention. They invite him into like their inner circle, so to speak. And then he, you know, says, he, they, they show him basically the moon landing was, uh, was directed by, what's his name? Uh, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, Stanley, yeah, Stanley Kubrick. And then he shows that, uh, you know, they, they, like you said, they put him on a plane and they're like, look, we're going to show you that this flat earth thing is real. And they take him on this plane and he goes through like this weird, like little warp hole. And like you said, he ends up at Antarctica where there's like this giant wall. And he's like, yeah, this is the end of the world. And they, when they go to get off the plane, I guess to get, presumably to go into some sort of like bunker or hangout area, they get gunned down by the agent from the department of truth. And obviously she's there to save him and then rope him into the Department of Truth. And that's where we get reintroduced to Lee Harvey Oswald. 
Um, but it was, it was funny though. Cause she's like, you know, or as they're explaining everything though, they're like, you know, we have to do this stuff. Like, because imagine being told the same thing for decades upon decades and then being told that you are wrong. Yes. Like we can't, we can't let that happen because it will cause chaos. Yeah. And that's like, they, they just want to control the narrative essentially to make sure that, you know, people don't do crazy, crazy things. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously issue number one ends and you're like, that was a lot. Let's see where we pick up at in issue number two. And it doesn't even really pick up where issue one left off. No, no. We jump right into, hey, Satan. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, and I was, I was very confused for the first uh, probably like page or two. I'm like, what the fuck am I? Am, are, we, are we interviewing a kid now? Is this one of the characters we've already been introduced to? And like, obviously, you find out that it's one of the characters that you've already been introduced to at some point but that's not what you figure out right away so no, when you takes, yeah it does it takes it takes it takes like i said it takes a page page or two so when you know i'm reading you know when i'm reading it and honestly like i said this one took a really like a much weirder turn quicker than the last one like the last one's like it's a slow burn like he's walking you know, what did I say? He's walking toward, you know, he's, he's, he's in a hotel, basically gets approached by a person. It's kind of like normal for the par of like weird spy stuff. Right. But then like the second issue, like you said, like we, the first page is like a demon eating or, or, or like a monster, basically eating a baby and telling the kid like, this isn't real. Don't worry. This isn't real. Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, eh, this is a little odd. But then, like, he wakes up or, he, you know, he comes to and he's talking to his husband, our main character. Um, and, you know, Cole Turner. I hate talking about characters and not saying their names. So, Cole Turner's our main character, who, our main, you know, person that we're following. So, Cole comes to and he's, like, talking to his husband. And he's basically, like, and his husband's like, are you okay? Like, is everything all right? And basically, he tells him, like, I can't tell you about what's wrong. Like, I can't talk to you about what's wrong. And he's playing, I guess, a memory in his head from his childhood of this satanic being that he thought like his elementary school teachers were basically feeding children to. You know what I mean? Right. Is that is that is that one par for? Yeah, for... that's that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, apparently, it wasn't just like his school. It was like all these other school. Like it wasn't. It wasn't just one place it was happening all over the place now did you look so this is one thing this book's got me doing did you look up to see if the case that they brought up was a real case or not no, i didn't like, i didn't uh i didn't put that much uh research into it no neither did i but now like i'm like i'm thinking on it i'm like i kind of want to now like when they bring up stuff like i'm gonna look into it and be like is this legit like, was there really, like, a, a question of whether satanic cults were taking over schools and elementary schools and so on and so forth? Whatever. So, he obviously meets up with... Do they... They don't give her a name, do they? Uh, no, it's Ruby. Ruby. Okay. So, she, he meets up with Ruby, who's a detective for the department, or investigator, detective, whatever she is, for the Department of Truth. She's the one that kind of recruited him in. 
And she's like, you know, I brought you here to have breakfast. Like, you know, ask all your stupid questions. Basically, she says any question that she gets asked, she deems to be a stupid question. And she's like, I'm sure you probably have them. Everybody does. And he's like, well, of course I have questions. He's like, but I don't really care. Like, because if you're going to tell me they're not true anyways, then why do I, why do I need to ask? You know what I mean? And... So, but he said, but I do have an interest particularly in the occult, basically. And he dives a little deeper into, you know, this affected me. This is something from my childhood. And I was told, like, it wasn't real. Don't worry about it. This, that, and the third. I want to know if it's real. So she's like, well, if you want to find something out, you know, I got to take you to rock bottom, which is basically the, the, the lowest level Ruby has access to in the bunker of the Department of Truth. And I, I mean, they don't really allude to how far underground it is, but you would presume it's nowhere near daylight. Right. Um, you're introduced to a guy who I guess his job is to monitor like child pre- predators and, you know, people on the internet that are doing crazy shit. And he's, he gives them all pet names or whatever, but he does, he can't help them what they're looking for. So he introduces us to, what was it? Was his name? Dr. Tin, Tin hat. Yeah. And like being, being in, you know, law enforcement, like it makes me laugh because like I have legitimately me, I have legitimately met people that wear tin foil hats because they think people are trying to read their minds or they're, you know, trying to mind control them or whatever. But it was funny because he makes the joke of like, if you guys were around in the seventies, you wouldn't be laughing about this right now or, or my hat or whatever. So like they they hit I mean you can tell that that um, James Tynan ha- has done his homework for this series like you know he's very time accurate with all like these conspiracies and things like that but then obviously they introduced <laughs> they introduced the filing system for the Department of Truth's conspiracy <laughs> webs which is literally just a bulletin board hallway room warehouse basically where the Dr. Tinfoil hat has wrapped wire or, or yarn with a, a thumbtack and posted like news clippings. Nothing's digital. Nothing's, you know, like modern basically. And he's like, this is my system. It works. This is how I've always done it. Blah, 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 blah. It's very, you know, delicate, you know, this, that, and the third, like don't mess with don't it. <laughs> yeah. He hits him with the, don't touch anything. And, uh, eventually he takes him over to the wall where the occult is and he's looking trying he, he's obviously already described to ruby this creature that he saw as a kid whether it was real or not well he ends up finding i guess was it a sketch drawing from a sketch artist of the creature that he saw when he was a kid and he was like well when is this from and would they say like four months ago uh, I can't remember the time. It, frame. It, it was recent. It was very recent that, that, that they received this information. So obviously the thing is real. Like it, what he was told was the lie. So within a day, his whole world's now come unraveled because he thought this monster that didn't exist actually does exist because he starts to lose his mind. Like it, almost instantly he starts to lose his shit. Um, right. Well, because yeah, I mean, you think about it. Like when he was a kid, he saw something eating a, ch- a baby, right? Yes. So, and was told, no, no, that's all in your head. It wasn't. No. So, but you also, so obviously, what we we 
didn't get to for issue one was you have the female in the red dress who she's been on a lot of the variant covers and things like that. Or the, she, when she lifts up her glasses, she has two X's for eyes and they didn't quite allude to who she was in the first issue. And they don't show her get gunned down with the rest of the, the, you know, the truthers, I guess you would call them. Um, or the, 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 I don't know. I don't know what you call the, the, they don't really have a name for the bad guys in this, so to speak, just the terrible people. Um, but so it's revealed at the end of issue two that this demon um, or monster that's eating these babies and telling kids like, don't worry, this isn't real. Don't worry about it. It's, it's fine. Nothing, nothing you're seeing is real. You know, the, the babies aren't real. You can't even taste the blood, blah, 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 blah. He make he alludes to like if you tell somebody about this, she will come for you. The devil will come for you. And obviously that was what was said to to Cole and now to this other little girl who was interviewed recently. But this little girl was able to describe who was coming for her, where Cole couldn't. And she described her as a female in a red dress with sunglasses on and when she lifted up her sunglasses she had black x's for eyes so i guess now there he's it's being alluded to him that the female that was near him on the plane at the party and with all these other people is the devil i'm assuming right right so it's gotta be it's, it's either the devil or something um, a demon or something. yeah some some sort of agent of 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 the devil but like i said like that was a path i didn't expect to go down like i thought we were staying like scientific with this whole thing i had no idea we were going to go down like a almost like a supernatural path which is also i'm cool with you know what i mean like but like i said like it's it was freaky i mean the character i mean like you said it's the, the, the best way I can describe the art in it is Arkham Asylum, the comic um, series. It's very, like you said, it's it's very sketch-like. It's not like, it's very rough around the edges, not a lot of very finished work. But look, damn, man, it's good. It's it's captivating. It, it definitely piques your interest early and often and keeps you going through the whole issue, so to speak. But... I wouldn't honestly mind seeing this go like once you do like your intro story and this guy gets his footing in the department of truth with Ruby and, and Lee and so forth. I wouldn't mind seeing this turn into like an episodical type comic where you get to explore like a different, like truth, so to speak. Right. Every issue or every two or three issues instead of like this long drawn out storyline. But yeah, but I like like so so through so through two issues of this versus two issues of Undiscovered Country, I am all in on Department of Truth. Where the Undiscovered yes. Country, like I'm eight or nine issues in and I'm still trying to I'm still trotting through it a little bit. I'm waiting for it to hit its stride, so to speak. But this is this is captivating, man. I, I really did enjoy it. I liked it so much I actually ordered a variant cover through a um a comic store online they, it came with a the variant and a pin and i might i might even wear the pin on my vest at work nice but yeah it's I, I enjoy it i mean this is definitely an independent i think we both agree on it's 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 good yeah i mean i'm i'm, I'm always a fan of the, the supernatural world and and stories so yeah we'll see where this goes and uh what it develops into and 
yeah like, yeah I, it's definitely it's definitely a good pickup yeah i mean and it's one that like you know like we're reading skull digger and giving it its its due but it's I think it's probably better served at this point as a six issue series. Uh, we, we're, we're, we're like you said, we're 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 trugging through on Discover Country. Um, I don't know if that's one that I I foresee me. It depends on how many issues it is, it, but I, I don't right. think I don't think it's a limited or maxi series. I think it's an ongoing series that they're planning on keeping going. So. I, I don't know how much longer I have in that. I got to, like I said, I got to get caught up. I'm like two or three issues behind. I'm hoping that it picks up and I'm, I'm, I gain my interest back in it. Um, but if not, it's, it's really not going to hurt my feelings if I drop it because at this point I'm, I'm all in. And I'm also interested in crossover. There's a book coming out, Steve Orlando's writing um, for Boom. Basically, it's a, it's a superhero book, but it's, it's, no, Steve Orlando's writing. Uh, commander in crisis somebody's writing crossover it's coming out for boom but basically it's another or image it's it's another independent superhero book commanders in crisis is being written by steve orlando um i have issue number one of that i'm going to give that a shot probably later tonight um so as far as books that are coming out next week and the week after that we will potentially be reviewing we have Batman 102, which will continue, I guess, the post-fallout for Joker Wars. Um, yeah, so you get Batman 102. Anything good from Dark Horse? Let me see. I'm pulling up the pull list now. Uh, so for Boom Studios, you get Mighty Morphin number one. In uh, yep. this week coming up, um, which comes out with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different covers. <laughs> um, nine different covers. Uh, but you say, yay, but we know that these, the Power Ranger covers for some reason, at least the variants, they go off, go off the charts. Um, Batman 102. Adventures, uh, Batman the Adventures continues for the animated series number six of seven. So that's only going to be a seven issue um, series. I didn't know that. Um, we get Deceased Dead Planet number five uh, coming out as well. Uh, Hellblazer Rise and Fall number two, which we've, we've covered in the past. Uh, Justice League 56. Oh, Tales from the Dark, Dark Multiverse, Batman Hush. Um, so basically the, the bad, like the bad version of the, the, the multiverse where they, where things don't go right for the heroes, they're doing the hush version and Thomas Elliot becomes Batman. Um, he actually witnesses the Wayne murder. Um, not much from dynamite. IDW is not really putting anything out either. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Jenica 2, number one of six. So you're getting a second new Turtles series next week. Obviously, that's not being hyped as much as uh, Last Ronin was. 
Uh, oh, crossover number one comes out next week. And that also, Jesus, that has like eight covers, nine covers. And Department of Truth number one, second printing with a variant cover comes out as well. So if you haven't gotten Department of Truth yet, you can get next uh, next week, you can get the second printing with a different cover than what we got with the original. Um, damn, that was a quick second print too, wasn't it? It was only, what, four weeks? Um, yeah, long. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, so obviously when a book's popular, it, 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 gets, run, it gets run the second printing. But sometimes second printings can take a while. You know, like Deceased's um, original run, their second printing for issue number one took a while. It took like two or three months. That was way pre-pandemic. Um, looking at Marvel... Um, It's tough because I'm not really reading. So I did pick up Marvel books. I have Iron Man, the new Iron Man series. I picked up Daredevil at the behest of some people that I know read Marvel and enjoy Marvel. And then I picked up... Fudge. I think I might have just picked up Daredevil and Iron Man. Um, I'm going to give those a shot. Oh, shoot. Wolverine Black, White, and Blood comes out next week too. So that's a that's a that's a big one for us. I know we're going to cover that. I want to read that like uh, that uh, for a Marvel book. That's something that I'm actually looking forward to. Yeah. So yeah. So that that, that kind of sums up what we're going to get next week. Um. And then the following week, we only do this preview for the weeks because we want to give you guys an idea of what we're going to cover or at least try to get the covering in our next round of issues. Um, but at the end of the day, obviously we don't get to everything. We try to highlight certain things, uh, with three jokers ending, uh, to be honest with you, I would say maybe, maybe that Wolverine books, our next series coverage where we're going to, we're going to come out and do a lot of, you know what I mean? Where we're going to really, really focus on it. Um, in two weeks, I get Iron Man number three. Like I said, I picked up Iron Man one and two. Um, I also get... Um, so Amazing Spider-Man 52 comes out. I don't think I picked up Amazing Spider-Man, though. So I, I tried when I was looking at Marvel series to pick up. I was trying to find ones that were like new into a storyline. So, like, when somebody rec recommended Daredevil, it's on, like, issue number 39, 38, but they just started a new storyline. So, I was like, oh, I'll just grab the last two or last three and read those. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, for Marvel, two weeks, not much else. Um, I'm trying to see. We're supposed to get... Yeah, Power Rangers number one comes out um, as well in two weeks. So you get Mighty Morphin, and then you get Power Rangers number one, uh, which comes <laughs> comes with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven different covers. Yep, they they know what they're doing. <laughs> they know what they're doing. <laughs> they're, so the, I'm looking at the covers now. <sighs> The 500 copy. 
<laughs> of course it's the best one the 500 copy cover is um it's got tommy up top in the white ranger with his helmet off um it's got the asian black ranger with his helmet off so you know what it is holy shit i just realized this so you know the variant covers from the original power rangers or the power ranger series that started a few years back yeah where everybody lost their minds over them holding the helmets it's them holding mm -hmm. their helmets it's just a full body shot of them holding their helmets and then mm -hmm. the green ranger still has his helmet on because didn't you say they were alluding that somebody else was going to be the green ranger yeah because tommy was going to keep the white ranger yes. power and then there was going to be a new green so looking at this though you your cover so you get your 10 copy so your one in 10 cover is all like different types of rangers which is a pretty cool looking cover your one in 100 it looks like new rangers unless has there been a ninja ranger core uh, yeah, I mean, there there has. There's been a couple different... You'll have to look yeah. at it. You you know more than I do, but th this looks very ninja. I think I saw it. It was like a red, a yellow, and a black. Yes. And the and like I said, it looks very, very ninja-like. Um, the one in 100 is like a, a, co a black cover with those three. And then one in 25 is just the Red Ranger with like... Like it looks like the 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 armor's morphing onto them. The one in two fifty <laughs> is uh the same as the one in twenty five, just with no text. It's an it's a a blank cover, a, a bear cover, uh, yeah, virgin yeah. cover, so to speak. Yeah, that one in five hundred is probably the best looking one. I hate to tell you that, but <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll be happy with the uh, the standard cover. <laughs> yeah. So um. For DC, we get Vampire 1976 number two. I'm going to pick that up just because I picked up number one. I don't know how long that's going to last, but like I said, I think I'm going to have to go back and read the original American Vampire because I think that's why I'm all fucked up in that series. Uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal Infinite Hours Extreme. No clue what that is, but it's another tie-in, so I guess I got to buy that. Damn, the one in 25 has Lobo on the cover, and it looks pretty dope. Uh, Detectives, 1030. Uh, we get Green Lantern. Damn, that's a nice cover. Green Lantern Season 2, number 9. I really like that cover. It's like very old school, like Neil Adams style. You'll see it when you see it. Um, yeah, I, but the, the, don't let that cover fool you. <laughs> Ah <laughs> uh, shit, Morrison sucks. And, and that's coming from the Green Lantern guy. Um punch. <laughs> so if you're if you're a key type of guy or gal that's listening, punchline number one does come out, her first standalone series. It has a one in twenty five Jorge Menes cover, which is pretty dope. It it matches all the the, the Batman one uh Batman Joker War one in twenty fives. I didn't get any of those. Like there was a lot of hype around them, but I just didn't see the the need to grab them. Um another flash, Superman, so and so forth, yeah yada yada image what we got coming out image nothing nothing worthwhile nope dark horse anything nope uh yeah so 
big week for Ch big two weeks for Charlie. Uh, he's going to spend. I mean, he, he let's be honest. Charlie's going to spend three dollars a piece because he's not going to buy all the covers. <laughs> but yeah, big week. I mean, Detective. Um, oh, I forgot to mention Detective introduced a new character to the mirror. Um, so we obviously got introduced in. It was either 127 or 100. Yeah, it was 1027. Uh, we got introduced to the one character at the end um, with like the sword or whatever. He looked super, super cool, super badass. Um, but Detective introduced a whole different character and he literally wears a, a mask that looks like a, it's a mirror so you can see yourself in it. But his whole fucking outfit is mirror. It's the most ludicrous bad guy i've ever seen in my life he's not sneaking up on anyone but yeah so um yeah so we get that so like i said uh, a lot of for me it's always a lot of batman a lot of dc but obviously we are definitely trickling in a lot of independent stuff i'm going to try and give you guys some marvel coverage hopefully on the next issue i'm going to try and get through iron man get through this daredevil stuff that i have for backlogs um and like i said we're gonna i think department of truth might be our next series as well i mean i think me and charlie are both on board with that i think that tickled the strange uh fancy a little bit more what we're in 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 the wheelhouse of than i think undiscovered country did um anything else on your end as far as comics goes no man uh it's uh i'm 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 I know we got like I know I've got the Power Ranger stuff. I, I wanted to read Last Ronin, like, and now we've got these Marvel books that are coming out that yeah, I know you and I have kind of talked offline about, and whew, there's a lot. And yeah. So uh, and we good thing it's getting cold. Good thing it's getting cold because that means yeah. there's less stuff to do outside. And and the thing is, is I, I we've obviously you know we do our best to do in-person recordings and you know if if it comes down to it and we we have to start doing more remote stuff with whether the covid stuff starts to pick back up which i hope not or if you know obviously the weather permits it or doesn't permit us to travel um up here in the you know northeast area because yeah, I, I don't know how many people know like you know you and i we don't live in the same state like, yeah no so we travel we travel to and from but We've talked about doing this weekly and, you know, if that means that like on, you know, if I'm off on a Tuesday night and Charlie has an hour to do, we can do a Wednesday night, you know, preview for the next day and talk about last week's. We might start doing that as well. We might start dropping weekly issues just so we can cut the time down because we're about an, an hour and a half here. But I feel like we, we covered a lot of good stuff. We, we dove into some things. Obviously, we, we, we didn't read all the same stuff, so we gave different points of view on everything. But if we can get you guys 45 minutes to an hour and do it every week, we would love to do that. But obviously, it's all schedule and time permitting. If there's a week where we got to cover two weeks worth of stuff, then so be it. You guys are going to get a little bit longer of an issue. But... um. Uh, like, I mean, huh? it is what it is too, right? You know, like we, you, yeah, like we mentioned before, it's like real life happens, and like you, yep. you've got a kid, you, you've got another one on the way, and like you know, I got yep. the three boys here, and you know, and plus we have lives that we, you know, we want to make sure we take care of too. So yeah, um, so and, yeah, and, uh, like I said, uh, hopefully we can fix. Like I said, like Charlie said, I'm I'm actually getting ready to switch back over to 
be to working weekends. So obviously, you know, I record it even when I was working weekends before, so it's not a big deal for me. But if I can swing an hour before work on the weekends and we can get some, you know, get an episode in or whatever, like I said, I, I want to try, we want to try and reduce our runtime for you, the listener, but also cover the same amount of material. So the only way to do that is to split the show up and maybe do it weekly for you guys. Uh, but like I said, I think, you know, obviously it's a lot easier to cover comics and cover, um, wrestling every week because you get stuff every week. Um, Obviously, uh, our pop culture around the multiverse episode covers a lot more media, toys, and things like that. So, uh, obviously, with the holiday season coming up, I mean, I don't know what we're going to do for toys. I mean, I guess we're just going to be giving recommendations to you you dads and moms out there on what we think your kids would like. So, um, Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's something that we could definitely try to do. Uh, I at least got the insight from three different boys at three different ages. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what they're looking at what they're wanting and you know like it's it's not just collector nerd stuff you know what we're talking about it's you know like hey these are the things they're looking for so in case you're you're listening you're like i have no idea what my kid is into what they want like we'll do what we can to, to kind of help you uh put your put your ear to the ground so to speak and yep and hopefully figure out what it is that they want so uh we will wrap this issue up we'll shut down the press and we'll let you guys go if you aren't already doing so give us a follow on all our social medias um it helps us get our footprint in the social media realm so to speak the more people that like our page interact and do our stuff it pushes us in 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 the algorithm so to speak um my wife is a huge TikTok person. I, you know, kind of fell into the rabbit hole myself during the course of this pandemic. Um, we do have a TikTok for our podcast. We don't post much on it, but when we do post on it, if we get likes, we get, you know, comments, things like that, it pushes us up to the forefront, which then allows more listeners to come in and enjoy our product. Um, same thing with Facebook, same thing with Instagram, same thing with Twitter. The more you like our stuff, the more you share our stuff, or the more you send your stuff, our stuff to your friends, the higher we go up in the hour algorithm which means basically yes we're asking you guys for free advertisement but mm-hmm. it's also for a good cause because it's going to get more people in listening to the show we do all this out of pocket for free we don't make any money doing this we're not you know we don't have any paid advertisers obviously so we do this for the fun of it and we want more people to hear what we have to say and, and you know our thoughts and takes on things or we're super we've been super active lately on ig um, Facebook and Twitter. If you're following us on one of them, that's how you came to us. Give us a shout on our on our on, on that platform. You know, comment on our stuff and you know interact. If there's something you want to hear us cover on the next issue, or you know maybe you want us to start following a storyline on something or something going on in the world, let us know and, and we'll do our best to give you guys the coverage you're looking for. If you want to hear more dad stuff, you know maybe we can take an uh, take an opportunity to do a spotlight issue on some of the things that you know we're dealing with in our lives through the course of the pandemic and how we're addressing them and so to speak. Obviously, we try to keep this as unpolitical as possible but obviously we understand that you know some of you parents out there might be trying to figure out how to navigate certain trials and tribulations and maybe we have we have a solution on our end that we've tried out and it's worked in our favor in the past um but other than that uh do you have anything else for the good listeners Dude, I got nothing else. Uh, This is a good one. So we will uh, let you guys go, and uh, we will see you next issue.
All right. Hit our music, man. Mm-hmm.